Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, not a major story on its face, but kind of interesting. Uh, culturally speaking, Elon Musk is going to end the free lunches at Twitter, and the pushback has been harsh, as you would expect. We can talk a little bit about that in the back and forth. Mike Pence, vice president under Trump, has given his first interview with his new book out detailing January 6th. We read from that a week or so ago. He's setting up, I think, to run against Trump. And I think he wanted to get this information also out before Trump announced, which might be today. And we've got more on that coming up. Yeah, the headline in the Washington Examiner is, Damn the Torpedoes, Hard Charging Trump Ready to Announce. Wow, it's it just it's a, I'll never forget this the rest of my life how quickly things can change. A week ago today before the election results. I would have thought Trump announcing is just going to be monumental. Oh my god, everything changes now and he is going to be hard to beat. A week later, I'm not sure how many people on either side are interested and uh and and and, and I think he's not going to be impossible to beat. He is going to be difficult to beat. Well, I agree with the first part, disagree with the second part, third part, yes, fourth part, meh, specifically. Uh, I think on the left in the mainstream media, there's going to be enormous attention paid to it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Completely yeah, yeah. outside. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Morning yeah. Joe is still going to, because they, lo- they love talking about it. I was actually, I flipped that on a little bit today, and I thought, when will be the first show you have where you don't mention Donald Trump? Right. Well, that's, he's How many their lifeblood. If he died today... 
How many months would it be before you didn't mention Donald Trump? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So more on that to come. Uh, first, though, uh, Alex Stone on ABC News. Alex uh, grew up listening to the Armstrong and Getty show, didn't he? Or his teenage years or something like yeah, that? Dang it. To the number of people that, uh, yeah. Well, we're old. Get over it. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, if I li- <laughs> if I listed the parts of me that hurt right now, it would take the rest of the show. Anyway, really, uh, I'm pain free, which is fantastic. No, f you. Um, <laughs> wow. So, uh, uh, other people's happiness is my unhappiness. Other people right? should Life be is a zero sum game. Other people not being in pain makes you angry. That's right. Uh, just like the saints. <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> Your math checks. All right. So anyway, Alex Stone is on ABC News. He's actually reporting on an absolutely terrible, terrible story that's not getting as much attention as it should out of Idaho. Police in Moscow, Idaho, are refusing to answer many questions except to say four University of Idaho students were found dead in a home near the campus. Three women who were all in sororities and a man who was in a fraternity were all 20 and 21 years old. Police are refusing to say how they died, but the school says it was murder. Nobody has been arrested, but police say there is not an ongoing risk to the community. Classes were canceled at the University of Idaho because of the deaths. Okay, like fill the, me in. Like the great inspector I am, we're not going to leap to any conclusions until we get a little more evidence in. Uh, interesting set of statements, though. Definitely a homicide. There's no threat to the community. Okay. Um. Details remain scant. Moscow police uh, Monday evening told the Idaho Statesman, which is the paper of record in that part of the world, they are actively searching for a suspect after finding four students dead at home just off campus Sunday afternoon. The police captain declined whether to say he would characterize the deaths as violent, but reaffirmed that each of the deceased students is considered a victim. None of the four students are believed responsible for the deaths that have torn a sudden hole in the college-focused and beautiful North Idaho city, he said. Wow, how big a town is that? I don't know, honestly. college. Can somebody Google that? Alex quit the show, so I don't have anybody to Google things for me anymore. Quitter. Um... Uh, so uh, the New York Times reported Monday that local officials described the homicides as a crime of passion. But in a later conversation, the mayor told the Idaho statesman that when he used that descriptor to the New York Times, he was suggesting a crime of passion as one potential scenario. It could be any number of things, he said uh, Monday evening. The police don't know yet. I haven't been told. Uh, the university doesn't have any information on the motive or relationship of the victims in this case. I'm trying to see if there's anything so else what's, critical. What, again, what's the breakdown of the four that are dead? Uh, three young women and a young man. Three women and a man. A uh, crime of passion, but and so they no. don't think not a no. crime of passion. No, he. What again? I will repeat what I was said moments ago. I know you did. I, did, I either forgot or something. It's not a crime. Well, um, no, what no, did no. You say? I get it. The mayor made clear that when he was talking to the New York Times, it could be any number of things. That was one of the potential scenarios. Okay. I don't know. I haven't been told. So uh, the population here is a little over 25,000. Yeah. So I'm, that's about the size of the town that where I went to college. So, I mean, if you had four people all of a sudden dead in a college town that size, it would be the only story in town. I mean, oh, it would be the horrible. only thing anybody was talking about for maybe years to come. 
Oh, yeah. Agreed completely. Uh, the the mayor, who needs to measure his words, or the New York Times misquoted him or whatever, uh, said the cops indicated there's no active threat to the community. Law enforcement's conclusion that there's no threat, quote, derives from what police know about the crime scene itself. All right. As an amateur uh, detective, um, which is uh, a credential worth precisely nothing, sounds like a, a drug overdose to me. Oh, really? Well, that hadn't even crossed my mind. Four young people. There's no threat to the community. Well, that's... they're hanging out together, and they're all dead. Well, the, the the thing that stands out the most is the no threat to the community. Because I mean, even if it was a crime of passion, you'd still think, well, it's a murderous lunatic. Even if he was angry at those people, he's the sort of person. He, I assume it's a he. Um, yeah. uh, you, you know, you'd think it's the sort of person that's a danger to others. Well, the... yeah, they'd be armed and dangerous. Sure. Yeah. So the no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, other that's thing, the weirdest the... detail. Well, and the other one, the the police captain said none of the four students are believed responsible for the deaths. So it was not a murder-suicide or anything like that. Um, and the cops have declined to say whether there are any signs of violence. So I have a feeling it is, and I certainly could be wrong, uh, but it, it sure feels like an, yet another, four at a time, but uh, four more young people joining the tens of thousands who will die of drug poisonings probably fentanyl this year so they would have had to if they were doing drugs together they would have had to have like from the same batch or something yeah yeah which is they, certainly they possible bought some party drug of some sort to get a little high together and uh and ended up dead i think it's entirely possible but we'll see well they're they're already gone so uh because this is a weird-sounding statement. They're already gone. Maybe that would be a good story just to alert, you know, get a lot of attention to alert people to this? Well, it would, yeah, be the silver lining that came out of a complete tragedy. I mean, I have kids who've just passed through this age, 20, 21 years old, and it's just it's just so heartbreaking. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, because... You know, it's not an unknown thing for some college kids to get together on a Saturday night or Sunday afternoon or whatever and uh, drink or this or that. And then all four of you are just dead. Police say the crime or the mayor told the Idaho statesman the crime happened early Sunday morning between 3 and 4 a.m. Pacific time. Hmm. So that's when the overdoses took place? I don't know. No threat. I feel like there's... Definitely a homicide. So you brought us the story, was it from The Atlantic? The guy writing the article saying there's no such thing as safe recreational drug use anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that anywhere else. I know. Uh, and it's killing more Americans by far than COVID or a oh. hundred other things. Oh, especially young people. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about young people. It's not even close. Right. Um, because very few young people died from COVID. Uh, even though, you know, you're masking up the colleges and keeping them out of schools. Uh, oh, the, the, the fentanyl is a way bigger deal. It's not, you shouldn't even, shouldn't even be in the same conversation. Yet, I haven't heard, I should be here over and over and over and over again. My kids should have heard this. It should have seeped into their lives already. That there's no such thing as safe recreational drug use currently.
Yeah, I would say to CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, etc., um, all you people, how about, you know, of the hundred times you're going to mention Donald J. Trump in the next 24 hours, how about you carve off three of them and mention that fentanyl is in every, or potentially in every damn pill taken by every young person in America to get high? Powder, they snort, whatever. Or, Heroin. It's It's got fentanyl in it. Everything has fentanyl in it. The cartels are putting it in there because it's incredibly addictive. Or uh, we've got a kid here, uh, first kid under five in California to die of RSV. Absolutely horrible. Horrible, 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 horrible. But I've heard way more about the threats of the RSV across the country than I have fentanyl mm-hmm. in terms of a risk to my own children. Ooh, God, that's a scary story. If you're yeah, right. we'll follow it and, and bring you the details as they emerge. Um, toxicology reports take a while. Again, I suspect that when those come out, we'll have the answer. But Pretty hard to come up with a different uh, scenario than the one you laid out. I didn't think of it at all. But um, Well, you're not an amateur detective, no, I'm not. Jack. No, I'm not, which is clear. Be happy to host you at one of my seminars coming up. But, so uh, <laughs> when you took a job, did you expect them to provide... Free lunches? Apparently, the, uh, the the tech world, that's what you expect at, at work. I've been told there's no such thing. <laughs> uh, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Defying the threat of execution, they're still demonstrating on the streets of Iran. This was last Friday. Iran's revolutionary court handed down the first official death sentence to an anti-government protester on Sunday. An ominous warning for more than 15,000 Iranians currently under arrest. The Iranian regime said the rebels need to be taught a hard lesson. It follows a brutal crackdown on demonstrations that have raged for months. Yeah. Are these the longest, strongest demonstrations in Iranian history? The longest ones I remember. It's been going on right up there for sure. Been going on for a long time. Uh, I would love to have lunch or coffee with Charlie Daggett of CBS News or anybody else who has done that job where you're going around the world to those horrible places just what what their worldview has got to be so different than the average americans yeah i'm sure in terms of the reality of life anywho those are some brave brave young people in iran that are doing that yeah i don't have a really optimistic feeling about how that ends either nope no neither do i so these are some brave young people at twitter too who are gonna quit because they're not getting free lunches anymore Uh, Twitter workers who didn't get fired after Elon Musk bought the social media site a couple weeks ago will soon have to pay for their own meals, says the New York Post. The billionaire said he will scrap the free meals served at Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco because it was costing the company around $400 per worker. Musk completed his $44 billion takeover a couple of weeks ago. They laid off about half of the 7,500-person workforce, which, by the way, is a much smaller number than what 
Jeff Bezos announced yesterday at Amazon or Zuckerberg announced at Facebook a week ago, but nobody's criticizing those layoffs for some reason. Well, they didn't announce that they might vote Republican, so they're not evil. He also, uh, um, Musk also mandated a return to the office and pointed to the lack of mouths to feed as driving up the cost of the free lunch program, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, people not coming back into the office. Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Where's the next sentence about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll read this. In. So uh, one of the people that was uh, working at Twitter and left Twitter's former vice president of work transformation, whatever that is, said, this is a lie. I ran the program up to a week ago when I resigned because I didn't want to work for Elon Musk. For breakfast and lunch, we spent 20 to $25 a day per person. This enabled employees to work through lunchtime and meetings. Attendance was anything from 20 to 50% in the offices. Musk fired back, and this gets to your point yesterday, how is the world's richest man not have somebody that's doing the crunching the numbers on what freaking lunches cost at Twitter? How is he that granular on this? That makes him a crazy person, doesn't it? And it will cause him to crack up at some point. I think we may be witnessing the crack up. Now, uh, the lunch thing is perfectly defensible, but why is he personally dealing with it? Well, yeah, the decision is okay. It's the fact that he's the one battling an employee over the cost of lunches at Twitter. The guy that's trying to get us to Mars. Or get us off the combustible engine or any of those things. One employee claimed that the bread was often stale. Elon Musk, who was serving up the lunches behind the lunch counter, pointed to the bread and said, this bread is fresh. But this is the part I like that I thought everybody would like. Musk fired back, saying the company records indicate office occupancy peaked at 25%, with an average of about 10% of people ever showing up to work. He said there are more people preparing breakfast than eating breakfast. They don't even bother serving dinner because there's no one in the building. Wow. Which I thought was interesting. Musk's decision to charge for food sparked a debate on Twitter, with many accusing the mogul of attempting to starve his employees. (laughs) So delicious. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Ironically, this is a good meal. It's delicious. He fired three-quarters of the employees. Now he's planning to starve the rest of them, one user said. Now, you know, nut-picking one Twitter commenter is just dumb, but that's a funny comment from, you know, an allegedly (laughs) sentient being. (laughs) Others, however, pointed out that a free lunch is far from the norm in most offices, even for a tech company. Yeah, most people don't go to work expecting their 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 boss to provide lunch for them. Not only pay for it, but cook it. <laughs> wow. Wow. It, there is no doubt that uh, we're talking about entitled little babies. There's no doubt that Twitter was bloated and needed some good reform. But I still feel like this is all too chaotic. Uh, it's too, as you said, uh, Elon Musk is involved in too granular a, a, a way, and it just all seems a little floundering. Yeah, I the, the the story is not all these individual little things. I think the story is what you said. Are we witnessing the crack up of the world's richest man? Because he's it's like a weird obsessive compulsive thing or something. <laughs> He's at he's at so high a level, he shouldn't even be aware that there was a lunch program there. He should have people taking care of that. Right. Right. There's Elon Musk right there. Wow, going crazy in the lunchroom. Trying to so, starve the remaining employees. He fired three quarters of them, now he's going to starve the other quarter. Hilarious. You cute little baby. Uh, <laughs> 
Are, are we two weeks away from Tesla running out of steering wheels and three SpaceX rockets in a row crashing and Elon Musk saying, I don't have time to deal with that. I'm straightening out the blue check mark thing. Right. Right. We got more on the way. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. We're going to check in on Ukraine coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And you heard from President Zelensky here today uh, that he wants to continue that success. He still has territory he wants to take back. It's his country. He has every right to do that. Uh, but he's also interested in pursuing what he calls a just peace, eventually you know, finding a way that, to end this war through a diplomatic solution. Interesting. Yeah, Zelensky's still talking like they want to push uh, the Russians completely out of everywhere, including Crimea. Of course, why wouldn't he? Yeah, even if you didn't intend to, I would say that all day long. Mm-hmm. As you move toward negotiations at some point. And he may intend to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple more notes on the uh, the state of battle. John, I'm sorry, Sam Kiley doing some good reporting on Jake Tapper's show yesterday. 23, please, Michael. Just across the river now, the Russians are known to be digging in. In all probability, they've got pre-prepared 
positions there for their rockets and artillery which remain within easy range of the Kherson city itself and all of those other liberated villages and the Ukrainians are now bracing for what they anticipate to be a counter-attack at least just in the form of artillery using the Dnieper River uh, as a natural defense. Crazy. Just like I said to Mike Lyons last week, it's amazing to me. It's just it's as ancient as warfare could get. They got to the other side of the river before winter, and now it's can we dislodge them from there or not? And, okay, you can have that city, and we're going to bomb, bomb the hell out of you as you attempt to hold it. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But as to what the future might hold, this is some uh, grimish stuff in 24. That's the really key question here. If the Ukrainians can settle into Kherson city and continue to kind of hold Russian troops there, it could arguably release Ukrainian troops to join the battle in the east, particularly around the town of Bakhmut to the east of uh, Kramatorsk, uh, where the Ukrainians had enjoyed some advances, but the fighting has been incredibly intense. I've been talking to particularly foreign British and American volunteers who've been fighting there who repeatedly describe it as hell on earth. And these are people from special forces backgrounds. They say they've never seen anything like it. Very, wow. very high casualty rates on both sides. But if the Ukrainians could, could relieve their effort from Kherson and reinforce their effort uh, in the east, then they could keep the Russian pre the pressure on the Russians and, uh, through the winter uh, and not have to deal with crossing that Dnieper River. Wow, that's that's some guys that almost certainly have some Afghanistan or Iraq background in them calling this hell on earth. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we 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 have so much to learn about this story. Uh, you know, things we aren't learning as it happens because you can't have reporters in the midst of that. Right, right. You know, I'm reminded as they describe that fighting which will go on uh, of Napoleon's famous, uh, you know, no, uh, morale is to numbers as three is to one. But the discussion we had at the very outset of this thing, well, if Russia outnumbers them six or seven to one, right? you know, that's still enough. On the other hand, could it be Ukrainian morale is to Russian morale like eight to one? Oh, right. I mean, not to mention training. Uh, if we continue, if we if Putin continues to rush uh, yeah. school teachers and busboys to the front lines, I think you can say we as an American taxpayer. Well, I, I'm on the other side, but um, yeah. Uh, so who is this? I think is the New York Times. Interesting article. Uh, for Western weapons, the Ukraine war is a beta test, and they're talking about. Uh, they set the scene. When three months ago, Ukrainian troops were struggling to advance against Russian forces in the south, the headquarters in Kiev uh, quietly deployed a valuable new weapon to the battlefield, not a rocket launcher, a cannon, or any other kind of heavy arms. It was a real-time information system known as Delta, an online network that military troops, civilian officials, and even vetted bystanders could use to track and share desperately needed details about Russian forces. The software was developed in coordination with NATO, but it had barely been tested in battle. It was a brand new product. But as they moved across the Kherson region in a major counteroffensive, Ukraine's forces employed Delta, as well as the traditional weapons supplied by the West, to push the Russians out of towns and villages. And the big payoff was Friday with the Russian uh, forces retreating from Kherson city. And then they say uh, Delta is one example of how Ukraine has become the testing ground for state-of-the-art weapons and information systems and new ways to use them. 
even as traditional warfare is underway, new advances in technology and training are being closely monitored. Beyond Delta, they include remote-controlled boats, anti-drone weapons known as sky wipers, and an updated version of an air defense system built in Germany that the Germans have yet to use themselves. Yeah, I can imagine what valuable information this is, because, you know, Western democracies can't test weapons on real people the way the Chinese or the Soviets might, could. Um, So here we have an opportunity to test things. Yeah. By the way, the new band that I put together, we've just rehearsed a couple of times. We're called Maximum Drones, and we'll be getting to that notion in just a moment. Oh, wow. Cool. That's a cool name. After a word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, did you know? I'll bet you did, because you people are very well informed. Over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally. And that's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning home security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. People who steal Christmas presents, I'd like to shoot them right in the belly. Yeah. But, you know, absent that, protect yourself with Simply Safe. No. I'm going Sharia law on the you steal oh, a kid's Christmas boy. present. Off comes your hand, chopping off hands. Apparently this is Joe for Simply Safe, Jack for hand chopping. Simply Safe would like to distance themselves from these non-commercial comments. I'm sure they would. Simply <laughs> Simply Safe with their 24/7 professional monitoring that uh is so much better than other people have, but it's not more expensive than other people have. A dollar a day? Yeah, less than a dollar a day and no contract, which is amazing. And with their patented fast protect technology, it captures critical evidence and verifies your threat is real. So you get priority police response. You're just not an alarm went off somewhere in town. It's different. Get 50% off right now at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. This is the biggest discount of the year. One more time. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Simply Safe does not approve of limb removal. As far as we know. But we're not sure. So uh, this uh, this weapons expert who was talking about um, uh, Ukraine and it being a great beta testing area for uh, weapons systems said, in the last two weeks, we have become convinced once again the future of wars will be about maximum drones and minimal humans. Uh, and since last summer... Uh, Ukraine and its allies have been testing remote-controlled boats packed with explosives in the Black Sea, culminating in a bold attack in October, you remember this, against Russia's uh, fleet off the coast of Sevastopol. Let's see, then skipping ahead, last year, Ukraine's military began using the newly developed drone-jamming guns known as Skywipers to thwart Russian separatists in the eastern Donbass region. The Skywipers can divert or disrupt drones by blocking their communication signals. They were developed in Lithuania, had been on the market for only two years before they were given to Ukraine through NATO's security assistance program, but they hadn't been used in battle. And they're only one kind of drone jammer that's being used in uh, Ukraine. Drone jammers, another decent band name, certainly. I don't need more of a reason to support the United States effort to back Ukraine, but this is a pretty good angle if you needed more reason that we're testing all kinds of equipment and learning a lot about its effectiveness and being able to perfect it if we ever, you know, need to go to war with China or whoever. 
Yeah, I had uh, an acquaintance. Well, I have an acquaintance who was involved in certain research that had to do with battlefield communications and the importance of flexibility because the enemy is trying to uh, make it impossible to communicate all the time. It's one of the major facets of warfare. Um, and, and it's such an interesting field. I wish I knew more than I do. Uh, but they're talking about the uh, the Delta system. It's more than an early alert system. It combines real-time maps, pictures of enemy assets, down to how many soldiers are on the move, what kind of weapons they're carrying. It combines with intelligence like surveillance satellites, drones, and other governmental sources to decide where and how Ukrainian troops should attack. It's a super-fast, real-time, multi-asset combiner and and... Uh, what would you even call it? It, it? it makes sense of the battlefield in a way that never could be done in all of human history. And it's pretty advanced, I guess. So, yeah, like you say, we're getting a chance to try it out and work out the kinks. So I realize I'm really late to the phenomenon and cultural touchstone of Stranger Things. But I watched my first episode last night with my oldest, Sam. Because mm-hmm. he's super into it. He's finished the whole series and was like so into it he wanted me to watch it. So, Oh, cool. That's fun. We watched episode one. We watch in my car. That's what we do. We sit after Henry goes to bed, we go sit in my car and watch uh, the shows so we can turn up the volume really loud. But um, it, I can see why people are into it. I mean, I've only seen one episode and I was hungering for number two, which also um, I'm, I've always been interesting, interested in just, you know, the writing and development of, of, an, of entertainment that makes it compelling. I mean, we have all watched plenty of shows that are like, yeah, okay, I could, I could watch more of this or not. It didn't really matter to me. Or there are things mm-hmm. that just grab you right away, and you just can't wait to find out more. And um, this is like one of the biggest hits Netflix has had, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's enormous. Like you say, it's a cultural phenomenon. I think I watched an episode or two, and Judy and I didn't get hooked. Really? Hello? Wow, I, I've, I've, I'm hooked from uh, episode one. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> is this kind of like youngish kids sci-fi weirdness? Yeah. Uh, is that the yeah, feel of it? Yeah, kid yeah. kind of disappears, and you don't know what happened to him and uh, his friends. and Yeah. Yeah, we got to dig back into it. Yeah. Um, really well done. And everybody had told me and everybody had told my son Henry that he looks like one of the kids from Stranger Things. He's been hearing that now for like two years, and turns out it's true. Mm. <laughs> One of the stars' show looks just like exactly like him, um, but you know, I don't have time to watch television. Is the thing? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, speaking of young people, it's kind of a cool story. A 14 year old, a young woman from San Diego has been named this year's uh, America's top young scientist. Cool. We can tell you what she invented and, and that sort of thing. Enough gloom and doom and violence, huh? Uh, yeah, maybe next hour we'll get to the story of this rogue DEA agent who for many, many, many years had been living the high life on the taxpayer dime, and he is now claiming, uh, he's now dropping a dime on a whole bunch of other DEA agents, which I realize is uh, repetitive. Um, uh, is that right? D- Department of Drug Enforcement Agency agents? Is that the... The, the judges will permit it. Okay. Um, he's claiming, yeah, lots of people do this. We just party and run around and know we can't win this war, so what the hell? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That, this, this is a little more complex than I was ready for. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be good guys and bad guys. It is complex, and we'll have that uh, maybe an hour three, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Steve, not Steve, take two. Take two. Steve. Michael, do we have enough tape? Take two. (laughs) Steve Jobs Birkenstocks. Just fetched the highest price ever paid for a pair of sandals hmm. at an auction. Makes you stop and think, doesn't I'll it? I have to look that up. Um, <laughs> What's in second? <laughs> uh, uh, another story. Joe Biden did not attend the G20 gala dinner thing last night. Only response from the White House is it's not COVID. But, you know, no, could be anything. But, you know, when you're, he turns 80 this weekend. I'm guessing he was down at the local Denny's getting the early bird. When you can't at- attend a function and you're 80 years old, it's always a chance, you know, you never know. Well, he's over there in some furrin land with their furrin microbes. And uh, at this, we talked about Iran just a little bit ago. So the Iran, Iranian parliament handed down the order to execute the 14,000 arrested protesters execute them. Ian Bremmer says 
The judiciary hands down the actual sentencing the parliament doesn't get to, but an overwhelming call from Iran's rubber stamp parliament doesn't happen unless the mullahs feel desperation and are prepared to start taking those measures. This is a very dangerous time for the Iranian population, so he thinks they're going to actually start the executing. You know, I would suggest, um, and I'd like to read what he said specifically, um, I think they may execute some, maybe just a few. They executed the first today. Well, say to everyone else, we're suspending your sentence, but we can uh, unsuspend it and execute the sentence anytime we want. So if we see you so much as smile at a poster, or we see you walking by a demonstration, we're going to execute you that day. Hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? So uh, on a much cheerier note, because everything's a cheerier note, but play clip number 12 for us, Michael. This will set it up. My project is fins and headphones, detecting and treating mid-ear infections using machine learning and phototherapy. Every year, over 10% of the world's population experiences a mid-ear infection. Furthermore, not everyone has access to a doctor, which makes it difficult to diagnose and treat a mid-ear infection. My solution to this mid-ear infection problem is to create a low-cost device that can both detect and treat a mid-ear infection. And to make this device easy for children to wear, I'm incorporating both the machine learning software and the blue light into headphones. This way you can listen to music while treating your ear infection. That is a 14-year-old San Diego young woman by the name of Leanne Fan, who developed these Finson headphones, low-cost headphone device that uses, as she mentioned, machine learning and blue light therapy to detect and treat mid-ear infections in children, potentially preventing up to 60% of hearing loss in children. Wow. She did that as a 14-year-old. Yeah. You want to know what I was doing as a 14-year-old? You don't want to know. Uh, but it wasn't helping mankind, it? I'll tell you that. The world sees 700 million cases of mid-year, mid-ear infections and nearly 21,000 deaths annually. Did not know that. Many of those children in underprivileged populations. Now, I don't know how many of these headphones can be distributed around the world, but the fact that they exist, and she came up with them, and you can listen to tunes while you're getting your life saved, is just amazing. I say, well done. Public voting in the contest also recognized Harini Venkatesh, as this year's Improving Lives Award recipient, honoring the project that has the greatest potential to make a positive impact on the world, uh, they don't mention an age for this youth, but his project, the Comptometrist, is a cost-efficient solution that cuts down the time needed to determine myopic power in a patient's eyes. Her prototype would eliminate crowding in clinics, report accurate measures of myopic power in seconds, and close the window of error in the eye examination project, or process, rather. This is this is another Ute. It's awesome. Third place, Shanza Sami from Iowa City, uh, designed a five-stage air pollution filtration device. How interesting! So I dug up the total: two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. That's what Steve Jobs sandals went for. The highest price ever paid for a pair of sandals. It's pretty cool. I mean, it actually Second is pretty place, cool. Uh, the three hundred and fifty dollars your wife spent at Jimmy Choo. Actually, you can't get anything for that there, can you? I don't know. That's, what do I know about women's shoes? I'm a dude. That's actually pretty cool. I mean, he is. He he changed the world. I mean, he's one of the great geniuses of all time. I think. And uh, and these are the sandals, the Birkenstocks he used pacing around in the garage through the seventies and eighties, developing the Apple. Again, I demand to know what's in second place in terms of sandal sales. It's got to be, who's a well-known sandal wearer? 
Like well, a, somebody Jesus. Well, yeah, I think I, I would assume Jesus's sandals would go for even more than Steve Jobs. So, right. Um, probably yes. Jerry uh, Garcia. Julius C- Jerry Garcia. Julius Caesar. Somebody like that. Yeah. Doesn't go with a size. I'd like to know the size because if I could have worn them, it'd have been. I'd have been more enticed to it. <laughs> See, so you want to wear them used sandals. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you understand. Funny story about these shoes I'm wearing, I say at dinner. <laughs> what shoes? Everybody looks under the table. You're wearing old ratty Birkenstocks. Yeah, belonged to Steve Jobs. I defecate you not. Uh, why are you wearing them? <laughs> $218,000. <laughs> The second most expensive sandals of all time. Really? What were the second? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Nobody seems to know. Yeah. So coming up next hour, is everything we learned about the Native American experience in North America backward? The New Yorker with a great revealing piece of actual journalism. Not pitching around stereotypes and cliches, but real history. How corrupt is the DEA? Well, one agent is trying to tell us, among other things, coming up. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.